You're tuned into the October Recovery Podcast. My name is AJ. I'm not an addiction counselor, specialist, or professional. On this podcast, you'll hear discussion regarding 12-step recovery programs and how they have impacted our lives. However, the podcast is not a promotion or an endorsement of any 12-step fellowship as a whole. The opinions shared on this show are those of the individual speaker. If you or someone you love is suffering from addiction and needs help, call Recovery Centers of America, 1-855-487-9626. The email is recoverycentersofamerica.com. There you will find detox, inpatient, and outpatient services in Danvers, Westminster, Mass., Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Another recovery option is Banyan Treatment Center, started by pro skateboarder Brendan Novak. Locations are Pennsylvania, Chicago, four locations in Florida, and one in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Also, help with addiction can be found at Foundations Recovery Network at 1-877-714-1318. October Recovery Podcast, Episode 7. We're sitting here right now with uh, my good friend Steve, uh, who I met at a noontime uh, get together, noontime meeting at a uh, at a town close by. And um, you know, you know how you hear when you um, when you just hear somebody and, and you connect. That was that was like me with you, brother. Mm. So welcome to the studio. Thanks, Steve. man. Thanks for having me, man. And we were just talking about. Um, it's funny. I just had Steve from from that meeting, who is the bookie. You know, yep, Steve. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, it's funny. So I asked him after we finished recording. We were just we were just talking, and I go, "Do you know what a podcast is?" He goes, "I have no idea." <laughs> All no right. idea. All right, so you had him in here. Nice. I had him in cool, here, cool. and um, and uh, but you and I were just talking about, um, you were mentioning about YouTube, and yeah. um, and we were talking about the podcast and sure. stuff like that, and uh, you know, we were talking about how there's certainly a market for uh, how do I say it for uh, re- people seeking recovery? For sure, for sure. On uh, YouTube, on yep. these podcasts. Yep. And I was just saying to you, I mean, you could have seriously this, sh- and maybe who knows, maybe we'll do it. But like, I all day, twenty four hour YouTube recovery yep. channel. Yep. Because guess what? It's not pretty up Absolutely. there, right? Absolutely. Well, you never know when that bell's going to go off either. Like my first year, especially, I still listen to uh, speaker tapes today. You know, um, the old speaker. How do you have them? Like what? I, I just go on YouTube. That's why I asked you if you have a, an account. You know, especially my first year, like. Uh, you know, um, 
even going to bed every night my first year I would listen to and I'm not saying anybody has to do this but it helped me immensely you know especially if I couldn't make a meeting that day just listen to a speaker tape you know and almost every night before bed I'd put one on and it helped me so much so what do you do you go to YouTube and you Google how it like for for people who because I mean it's funny I find with YouTube and and and, yeah. and um, podcasts and for stuff sure. there's such a there's people who um, could do it with their yeah. eyes cl- closed and For do sure. it all the time. And there are kids our age, you know, I'm 48. Yep. I, don't know how, I don't know how old you 28. are. Yep. You're 28? Yep. And, and, you know, so there's all, there's room for everybody to kind of learn. So what would you do? You'd just go to YouTube and put in, how would you do it? Simple. All, all you have to do, go to YouTube and type in AA speaker. It's as simple as that, man. Or depending on what kind of recovery you want, right? Well, I mean, here's the you thing. Do the AA. You type in AA speaker, you're going to get a lot of people, a lot of different speakers. And uh, you go through, sift through, find the ones you like. Yeah. I got a handful of speakers that I like, and they have dozens upon dozens of speaker tapes, you know, and, and run with it. But there's a lot of good, a lot of good, uh, you know, speakers on YouTube, and I'm sure podcasts too. This is kind of new to me, the podcast thing. But, uh, but I got to say too, for me, I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. I love the speaker tapes, but it's no substitute for an actual meeting. It's it's an additive, you know, but uh, absolutely. And it's funny. Who was I talking to? Somebody and I mentioned that I was trying this project out and stuff sure, like that. For sure. Who was it? I forget who it was, but I think it might have been my friend from work. And she goes, she didn't say uh oh, but she kind of was like uh oh. And I'm like, why? What's the deal? She goes, because I don't want to see meetings die. Right. And I was like. Right. That's that's true. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. true. So I've thought about like making like a little pre-roll on my yeah. podcast and saying, if you can go to a meeting or listen to this, right. go to the meeting. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? If that meeting doesn't cut it for you, go home and listen to a speaker tape. There you go. You know, um, but everybody's on, you know, on a different boat. Uh, you know, before we, you know, get, get the ball rolling with this, I just got to throw it out and say this is, you know, anything that comes out of my mouth is my experience. It's my you know, experience, opinion, my thoughts, and uh, it doesn't have to drive with, with anybody listening. You know, everybody does it a little bit different, and that's okay, too, you know. Uh, but, yeah, everybody's on a different boat. Some, you know, some people don't have a lot going on in their lives. They can go to seven meetings, you know, a week. They can go to 20 meetings a week. But, uh, you know, um, you know, like I said, everybody's on a different boat. For me, I work Monday through Friday, uh, a weird work schedule. You know, I'm a, I'm a dry, I'm a courier. I work 11.30 to 8 which is right in the middle of the day, you know, and there's no excuse I can get to a morning meeting, but there's days, you know, and don't get me wrong, I still go to meetings, it's really important, the fellowship is very important, but there's days I sleep in, can't hit a meeting that day, I'm running low, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I only got one meeting under my belt that week, I'll listen to a couple speaker tapes on the road, and that doesn't, you know, it works for me, for me. That's right. Same you know. with me. Same with me. I mean, yeah. I know something about being a courier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 um, so I found with this new, you know, this this new way of see, for it, it what works for me, Steve, mm. is hearing people who are like me yep. and can speak my language. Yep. In other words, you know, other alcoholics. For sure. And for me, listening to a podcast t- absolutely yeah. scratches my itch. Yeah. But you're right. It's like I went to a meeting this morning yeah. where I got sober up up one twenty eight yeah. here, yeah. and talk about goosebumps, right? You know what I mean? It's like the, uh, there's nothing like being yeah. in a room full of people who, um, 
have experienced the magic. Absolutely, man. You yep. Know? Yep. So we mentioned, um, you know, we went to we went to the same we we met in a twelve step program, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've told I've told my experience on how I've gotten there, and mm. you just hit on it. We we all we all get there different ways, yeah. so. Why don't you uh, let us know a little bit about how you ended up in a 12-step program? Yeah, for sure. So uh, if, if at any point I start rambling, feel free to cut me off. I'm serious. Cause like, <laughs> no way. Uh, so for me, you know, um, you know, growing up, you know, and I, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say, again, you know, this is, you know, my story, my belief, my opinions, you know, uh, I believe, you know, this is a, a family disease. You know, you shake my family tree. You know, the my buddy Mark says this. You know, if you shake my family tree, all the empty beer cans fall out. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me, you know, it's genetic. I was born with this thing. You know, most of my mother's side of the family is alcoholic, and I caught the bullet. You know, um, so growing up, you know, I had, uh, there was always wine on the table growing up. You know, I had sips of beer growing up here and there. But, uh, you know, my first time getting... You know, drunk, I was 12 years old, you know, it was a New Year's party, the ball dropped, uh, you know, my mother gave me a glass of champagne to toast, and, uh, you know, I, I put that thing back, and as soon as all the adults turned around, you know, I was uh, just a little kid, man, you know, I was running around grabbing booze off, off all the tables, you know, and, um, you know, and I got drunk, you know, I remember I, I, I ate a couple bowls of kale soup, that quickly came right back up, you know, it was like a scene out of The Exorcist, man, and, uh you know, the next morning I was hung over, you know, I felt like crap, and uh, you hear it all the time, and I, I hear it all the time, and I identify with it every single time, you know, I couldn't wait to do it again, and I couldn't wait, I had a blast, you know, any normal 12-year-old kid probably would have stayed away from booze for a while, but, uh, you know, why did I like it so much, um, well, it's a funny thing, you know, in the beginning, alcohol did what it was supposed to do, you know, booze worked, you know, I would drink, and I could... You know, I could look in the eye. I uh, I felt like one of the guys. I fit in. You know, I could talk to girls. I could dance well. I thought. You know, I was uh, eight feet tall and, and bulletproof. You know, and uh, I was just comfortable in my skin, man. You know, uh, you know, booze worked. You know, I'd be lying to you if I told you it didn't in the beginning. It did. You know, booze did what it was supposed to do, and uh, you know, I had a lot of fun with it in the beginning. You know, but uh, little did I know back then, it, it's a progressive disease. Mm. You know, I didn't start drinking at, uh, you know, 14, 15, you know, going into blackouts, punching holes in the wall, you know, getting yeah. chased by cops. That's later to come, yeah. you know, but, yeah. um, you know, so, yeah, early early age, you know, I'd say. Uh, Do me a favor. Yeah. Push that mic just a little bit away from you. Gotcha. Good. A little bit more. Yeah, try that. Cool. Good. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, sorry about that. So, you were saying you didn't. You didn't start out punching, uh... Yeah, so, I mean, it's a progressive <laughs> disease. Uh, back yeah. in the beginning, it worked. But even with that being said, you know, uh, even with that being said, I was still the most excited out of all my friends for the party coming up that weekend. You know what I mean? I, 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 I and, and I could always out-drink my buddies, you know, and uh, that's that's a, a red flag right there. You know, we sign, didn't know it. Signpost right from the beginning, yeah. but I thought that was normal. You know? Didn't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Me what neither. I didn't know. But, uh, you know... Uh, you know, also the substitutes, big part of my story as sure. well. You know, alcohol is not my problem. Drugs aren't my problem. You know, the disease of alcoholism is my problem. You know, it's that hole in the pit of my belly, and I can fill that with anything. You know, booze, uh, drugs, money, women, sex, exercise. I mean, I can go on and on with this. If it, fills me, if it fills that void in the pit of my belly, I'll do it, and I'll do it balls to the wall. You know, so, you know, I just got to throw that out there. I'm an alcoholic, but I did drugs alcoholically, you know, um... Yeah, like like you said, AJ, I didn't know what I didn't know back then. So, uh, you know, being only 12, you know, I would drink when I could, you know, when I could, uh, 
you know, find the booze. Back in that, you know, back in the day, me and my buddies, I grew up in Peabody. Me and my buddies would go to the train tracks. You know, we would have the the homeless people get us booze, you know, flip them a couple extra bucks. They'd get something for themselves, you know, or we'd uh, steal liquor out of our parents' liquor cabinets, you know. So I'd drink when I could. But it wasn't that easy to get it at 12 years old. So I found pot and, uh, you know, ran with that. That that became my sense of relief on a daily basis, you know. I became a pothead, you know, a stoner and, uh, you know, weekend warrior Started. Sense of relief, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's so. That's Re- it. Relief seeking missile. The relief. You know, um, yeah, we didn't know. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know I was looking for relief. For sure. Like, did you know you for were looking sure. for? Like, I didn't, I didn't set out to like to like get relief. Sure. I, I was like so you know just like uncomfortable, I guess, and nervous, yeah. and that's what kind of took that away. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, I mean. Uh... I don't think anybody knows they have a problem no. until it's a little, you know, it's getting a little extreme. You know, in the beginning, we don't see, we just feel the relief. We know it feels good. That's why we're doing it. Bingo. You know, uh, but yeah. I don't think normal people drink like that either. No. You know? No. Nope. Uh, social drink, I never had one in my life, man. Right. You know, so Weekend Warrior, 15, 16 years old, uh, you know, it worked for a little bit. Yeah. It worked for a little while uh, until it didn't. You know, it didn't. Uh, and I didn't know that was going to happen. Um you know, age, age 18, I found some, uh, some substitutes and you know, I found cocaine and, uh, you know, that just brought me to my knees a lot quicker. It just sped up the progression. I don't know how else to put it. You know, it just sped up the progression so, so much. You know, I believe God said, here you go, kid, this will speed things up. And it really, really did, you know, uh, and kind of just to fast forward, you know, a little bit, I'm going to jump around a bit, you know, but, uh, by the Fine. time, by the time I was 21, you know, my progression was really, really quick, man. By the time I was 21, you know, and I got to say this, you know, up until that point, I thought, you know, other people saw I had an issue before I did. I was the last one to see it. Sounds right. You know what I mean? I had friends tell me, dude, you're an alcoholic. You need help. You're out of, you know what I mean? You, this is too much. Uh, and I was the last one to see it, man. Up until that point, you know, I thought. That's bothersome, isn't it? It is. It is. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> Don't bother. Like, why are you bothering absolutely. me? Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and Crazy. deep down, I knew I had an issue, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, you weren't ready It's acceptance. Yet. You know, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, up until that point, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm 20, I'm 21. This is what kids my age do. We're drinking, you know. I'm partying, I'm having fun. You know, if I if it gets bad enough, I can stop. I'll stop if it gets bad enough, you know. And, and when it came time for me to stop, the those jackpots started adding up, you know. Uh, and I saw I had an issue. It was really, you know, glaring to me. You know, I, I found that I couldn't, I couldn't do. It. I just couldn't stop. You know, 21 years old, you know, the legal age limit to drink. You know, um, I wasn't going out to parties. I wasn't going out to the bar. You know why? Uh, you know, the book talks about a Jekyll and Hyde. You know, uh, I'm a blackout drink. I'm not a nice guy when I'm drinking. You know, I don't, ah, man, you know, I don't go into blackouts and help little old ladies cross the street. You know, uh, no. I just don't. You know, I'm no, no Mr. Rogers. I never got a, a thank you card in the mail the day after a blackout. You know, I never got a box of edible arrangements. I never got a call somebody saying, Steve, thank you so much for all your help last night. You no. know, I get calls. I get calls from people in rage. Yeah. AJ, you know, uh. saying things like, you know, you uh, you tried to fight me and my buddies. You tried to hook up with my girlfriend. You crashed into my brand new car. You know, you pissed on my mother's house plant. You know, just ridiculously. Mm. Oh, man, there's a line out of the big book. I love it. I might quote, quote it a few times here. It says, uh, yeah. incomprehensible demoralization. Mm. You know, that was my drink. And I'd wake up the next morning saying, I did it again. Oh, I you know, with, with my man. hand and my, with my face and my palms. Oh. I did it again. Just that feeling. Demoral, incomprehensible yeah. demoralization. Yeah. So you know, I wasn't drinking to party. I wasn't drinking to have fun. I was drinking just to feel okay in, inside. You know, yeah. I was drinking just to stop the shakes, just to stop from going into the DTs. You know, uh, yeah. 
which it progressed to because initially yeah. it's to stop feeling. Sure, sure. And then this drug, we put this drug into us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never realized how dangerous you talk about the DTs yeah, and the shakes. So I, I never realized how dangerous it is to just stop. And this might help yeah. somebody who's listening. Sure. Like, I just stopped. And, you know, I was drinking a lot daily at the end, and I could have had major, major issues. Because once, you know, you know, once you stop putting that abundance of alcohol into your body, your body says, hold on. And that's when grand mal seizures start, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because it kind of brought me back a bit. It's like in stage alcoholism. That's what I was dealing with. I was not in good shape. And again, if anybody's listening, you don't have to identify with this. Everybody drank different. Everybody drank a little bit different. And, uh, you know, this is just my story. That's what drinking brought me. Uh, you know, uh, drinking just to survive, drinking throughout the day, just, you know, just to stop the shakes. And uh, I was not in good shape, man. 21 years old, I should be in my prime. Right. I got bleeding stomach ulcers. You know, I'm puking up bio on a daily basis. That's, you know, that was normal to me. The, you know, the book says, uh, you know, I, I, lo- I love this book. There's so much great information in here. It's never steered me wrong. You know, it says, uh, you know, our alcoholic life seems the only normal one. That seemed normal to me. You know, a normal day for me back then, you know, wake up with the shakes, with the birds chirping. Oh, my God, those birds drove me insane. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but because I couldn't sleep, you know, and I was up with the birds and uh, it drove me nuts. You know, the first one at the packy, you know, looking in the glass door, waiting for it to open. Well, you know? Literally. Pretty much, man. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. Just suffering, you know, suffering. Mm. Uh, you know, get, and as soon as I got that bottle in my hand, whether it's vodka, a few nips, rum, you know, those are my drinks of choice. Mm. As soon as I, I had that bottle in my hand, I felt a little better. Mm. So, you know, that first slug would never stay down. It always come right back up. And it's pretty gross, but this is my experience. Yeah, and I feel like I got to share it, you know. And, uh, you know, this is, this is how sick I was, man. I would hold down my vomit. Yeah. You know, because it's med- it's my medicine. I need it in me, and I need it in me quick. You didn't want to lose the alcohol. Absolutely not. I need it. You know, uh, if you yeah. ask me, AJ, that's not a party. That's not having fun. That's just maintaining. Yeah. I hated life. You know, I hated the way I was living, and I couldn't stop drinking. Mm. No, I'm not a dumb person. You know, this organic piece of mush behind my skull is somewhat still there. I'm, I'm not a dumb person. You know, if it had to do with, um, you know, intellect, uh, a lot of us would have got sober a long time ago. Mm. If it had to do with love, I would have got sober a long time ago. Right. You know, uh you no, know, the problem isn't that I'm dumb. The problem is that I got an allergy to booze. You know, yeah. when I put booze in my in my system, my throat doesn't close up. I don't break out in hives. You know, my prob- my my allergy to alcohol is once I start, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. There's no off switch. It doesn't matter how bad I want it. Doesn't matter how bad I need it. I can't stop drinking. You know, that's um, it's it. An allergy. Yeah. We would. I was talking about that earlier today. Sure. And I had to look it up yeah. because I was curious. Early on, yeah. I saw it in the in the big book. Yep. So I googled it, and it. It's what it says. It says you have an abnormal reaction mm. to to a substance that yep. an otherwise normal person would have a normal reaction right. to. Absolutely. You know, my sponsor says I don't drink. Like if somebody offers him a drink, sometimes at a party, he goes, "No, I have an allergy. I break out in handcuffs." Yep. Sounds about right, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we have it, but we know it. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, great point. You know, I heard a guy say once, you know, um, exactly what you just said, and then he added, you know, he went on to say, and the effect alcohol has on my body is it's abnormal it's not you know compared to the you know quote-unquote normal person you know example my girlfriend she can have uh you know we'll be out and she, you know she doesn't drink much she'll drink maybe you know once every six months and uh you know she'll order a uh, a malibu and pineapple a yeah. buster chops you know what is it you know malibu and pineapple she'll drink you know one third of it and you know the rest goes down the drain i yeah. don't get that that nope. doesn't make sense to me right but that's you know 
Normal. That's normal. For her, yeah. Consumption. Quote, quote, unquote, you know, for her, that is. For those Earth people, that's normal. You know, um, and not only that, you know, you mentioned that peanut allergy. It's like, I love that. I love the, um, you know, if I'm allergic to strawberries, you know, and I eat a strawberry, my throat closes up. You know, I'm not going to try and think of different ways to, well, maybe I can have a strawberry shake. Maybe I can have some strawberry jam on my on my sandwich. You know, and that's no. what I did with the drink. Yeah. You know, well, maybe if I just drink booze, you know, beer, if, if I just switch vodka with rum or, or uh, here's an even better one, if I just smoke pot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The substitutes, yeah. uh, you know, took me down too, and it always led back to the booze. Yeah. Not only that too, you know, uh, you know, there's this idea that, you know, well, we're always going to, you know, somehow we're going to beat the game. You know, booze isn't my problem. You know, if booze is my problem, I would have put the stuff down, my life would have been back to normal. You know, my problem is set in my mind, you know, that, that when I'm a month or... You know, two weeks or a month or a year sober, you know, it's centered my mind. My my mind tells me, oh, this time will be different. You can have just one. You can have just a beer. It's been a while. You know, you were going through a hard time at that point. You're like, it's this thing, you know, behind my skull that tells me this time will be different. Mm. You know, the biggest lie I can tell myself today is that I can have just one. Mm. You know, my sponsor sent me a uh, picture a couple of years back, and uh, I still have it today, I believe. It was a picture of a mouse in front of a cheese trap. Okay, mm. the mouse had a helmet on. Oh yeah, <laughs> right you underneath it said, "This time will be different." Yeah, you know that's the truth for us, man. I want to hear about number one, slips. Yeah, and uh, that's for not sure. part of my story, but I think it's important, super important for sure, for, for people to hear. And yeah. I also want to hear about um, when it finally, you know, when it finally went down and what that looked like for you. Yeah, so I mean, for me. So slips, I can talk about this for days, man. Yeah. I'm a chronic relapser. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't even say relapser because I never really got sober. You know, you got to get sober in order to relapse. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, my, you know, like I said, substitute's a big part of my, you know, I know sure. this is AA. No, no, no. This is, this, this is an AA. All right, fair point. Even better, man. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. So this is a recovery podcast. Gotcha. All right, sweet. Yeah. Fair and, open um, game, man. Sweet. Yeah, it's, op- it's open right, game. Cool. But at the beginning of um, at the beginning of the podcast, I've been playing a pre-roll where it says we are no way endorsing AA as a whole. Perfect. All but right. a lot of people who come on, that's yeah. the program that they just use. so used to it, man. You know. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So we were gonna, you were gonna say, you, so we talk about substitutes. Yeah, sure. So like, like I was saying, you know, I can talk about slipping, relapsing, you know, for hours mm-hmm. because that was me. I'm a yeah. chronic relapser, you know. Um, like I said, I couldn't stay sober. And, uh, you know, one of my biggest problems was the substitutes. You know, uh, I would put down the booze and I'd reach for the joint. Yep. You know, or I'd put down the booze and I'd reach for, oh, maybe I can just, you know, do Xanax, you know, one, you know, on the weekends. Or I'd do a line of Coke here and there. It was always a substitute for it. I'd put down the booze, pick this up, put that down, put you know, pick up the booze. And it always led back to my, my drug of choice, which was a drink. Hmm. Or I was doing all of them, you know, in combination and hmm. – uh, you know, anybody out here, you know, out there listening, um, you know, again, this is just my story. You know, um, I, I don't tell anybody what to do. I don't tell anybody how to stay sober. All, all I have is my experience. What worked for me, what didn't. And, uh, you know, the substitutes didn't work for me. You know, uh, I was just, I love this, man. I heard somebody say this once. Changing my seat in the Titanic. Oh, you kept switching it around? You know what I mean? <laughs> that sh- that ship is going down regardless, you yeah. know. So substitutes, big, big part of my story. And uh, Can I ask you a question? Of course you can, yeah. Do you think you're addicted to any substitutes? Uh, like we mentioned before, sure. I mean, I'm addicted to anything that gives me relief. Okay. 
You know, yeah. I'm a relief-seeking missile. I yeah. can get addicted to things that you're not supposed to, you know, quote-unquote get addicted to. You know, you read in, in medical books and stuff, I'm sure I've heard this at least a million times. Oh, you can't get, you know, addicted to marijuana. Uh, I can. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah. can, you uh, know, yeah, yeah. I, I do drugs alcoholically. Uh, yeah. So you see, yeah, yeah. You know? And you also read in books these days that you absolutely can get addicted sure. to marijuana. So sure. it depends on what you read. Sure, absolutely. But, and I ask you that because that takes balls to say it. Not that I, I, I shouldn't say that. I asked you that and it takes balls to answer that because I'm thinking as you listen, as I listen to you, cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Your honesty, yep. right there, yep, man. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I mean, my ego—I'll be on. I'll be even more honest with you. My ego uh, doesn't want to admit. Oh, it's you know, you're pretty sick when you're proud to admit you're an alcoholic. But you know, I'm not that sick where I'm an addict as well. Call it what you want, man. You know, if it gives me relief, right? I'll do it, and I'll do yeah. a balls to the wall, man. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, no shame in my game, sure, man. Relief from yeah, absolutely. feeling. Absolutely. And yeah. that's where you, you know, that's, that's, I mean, thank you for a 12-step program because it teaches you ultimately how to, um, I like the term, let yourself off the hook. For sure, for but sure. But through work. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. you can get yourself off the hook um, through work. In other words, understand that you're not in control. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're not running the show. Yeah, of course. And we're not perfect. Yeah. And when you fuck up, make amends for it. Yep. You know? Fuck on, man. Um Yeah, but so okay, so we uh, we we were we were talking about substitutes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the substitutes is what really kind of um <sighs> brought you to Well, not only did it bring me to my knees, like, yeah, you know, I found, you know, cocaine and that really sped up the process, my progression. But, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to get it out in the correct, you know, words. I'm yeah. having a you know, hard time finding the words to say. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, you know, like the substitutious, um, like I said, I thought I could beat the game. You know, I came to AA and I uh, I heard what I wanted to hear, AJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, oh, well, my, my mind always made up excuses. You know, well, booze is my problem. Yeah. You know, but I could just smoke pot. I never yeah. land in front of a judge for just smoking weed. You know, I just get the munchies, sit in front of the TV. You know, people say they don't want to hear about the substitutes in the hall. So believe me, I won't talk about them. Yeah. It'll be my little secret, you know. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to give up everything. Right. You know, I, I couldn't fathom the idea of not putting anything into my system. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if... Uh, we, was, we were scared, man. No matter what it was. Yeah, I, I couldn't put nothing in my system. Right. Uh, it's bad enough I got to put down the booze. I need something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I um, cause I definitely don't want to deal with feelings. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I came in, I came into the halls. I was 21 years old. You know, uh, my first AA meeting, I couldn't tell you where it was or what was said. I just remember sitting in the back of the room, you know, crying like a baby, you know, and, uh, I was not sober at that meeting. I know today I was crying like a baby because I, I, I knew the gig was up. I knew I was screwed. I was filled with fear and I knew I couldn't do it alone. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, alcoholics and, you know, addicts were, you know, speak for myself, but a lot of the, you know, most of the people I know in here, we're strong people. We're strong people when we get through a lot of stuff. You know, I can get through nearly anything, you know, except for when it comes to combating alcohol and drugs, you know, mm -hmm. and that scared the hell out of me. And, uh, you know, I wish I could tell you I left that meet and I stayed sober ever since. I skipped, you know, hand in hand with God, you know, into the sunset, but that's not my story. You know, um, I tried to do it my way. You know, I went to AA and uh, the only thing, I did right 
you know, the only suggestion I took was I kept coming back. You know, I kept coming back. Uh, but all the other suggestions, you know, uh, I didn't really take any of them. You know, they told me, join a group, get a coffee job, get a sponsor, get numbers. I tried to do it my way. You know, my way didn't work. I was the last one in the meeting, the first one to leave early. You know, um, you know, I, did, I did pretty much didn't do anything. You know, people told me, oh, they're all just suggestions. Do what works for you, you know. But, uh, you know, I hear an AA once in a while, and I love this. You know, if you go if you go parachuting, you know, I suggest you wear a uh, – a parachute, yeah, that, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, long story short, I tried to do it my way. My, didn't, my way didn't work, and my life just got worse and worse and worse, you know, in and out, flopping in and out of AA, out of detoxes, jails, institutions, trouble with the law, you know. Um, mm. One of my favorite, and I keep saying this, my favorite line, but really one of my favorite lines out of the big book, it says, uh, you know, given sufficient reason, you know, the alcoholic or addict, we can't stop. Mm. You know, given a good enough reason, we still can't stop. Nope. Man, I've given I've been given plenty of good reasons to stop. I just can't, you know. Uh, you know, I've been on probation, getting breathalyzed, getting drug tested. I can't stop. You know, mm. uh, you want to talk about honesty, man? I remember, uh, you know, being on probation. This is just one example out of many. Yeah. You know, uh, being on probation, going to see my PO, bringing in an, an empty nip bottle out of all containers, filled with my five year old cousin's piss. Wow. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about going to extents to 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 keep drinking? You know. Yeah. Um, I've been in front of judges telling me, you know, kid, cut the crap. We're going to lock you up. You got two years hanging over your head. I couldn't stop drinking. You know, I've uh, crashed the cars. I've been in fights, burned the bridges. You know, even family that was there for me from the get-go started to, like, kind of, you know, give me the cold shoulder. felt yeah. like, uh, I mean, I can go on and on and on with this. Compromised health. You know, I couldn't stop. You know, all good reason to quit. You know, I, I buried a cousin. She was 35 years old. It's roast of the liver. You know, direct result from drinking and drugging. That might have kept me sober for for a couple hours, but later that night I'm drinking again. Mm. You know, uh, like I said, man, if it had to do with consequence or love or, or uh, you know, desire, I would have got sober a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just trying to do it my way. Yeah. And it uh, didn't work out very well. Yeah. So you know? what, what, how, what, what was the final, what was the final straw? How did it finally stick? Can you, yeah. like, put, can you put a finger on, like... A day or a couple days in which that finally sure sure so finally happened. Oh man, for me, you know, uh, first thing for me, first thing first was, uh, you know, I had to be again. It's just me. I had to be physically removed from my surroundings. You know, there's something called the Section 35 where, uh, you know, I got sectioned. I got sent to a detox against my will. By by my family, they went to the courthouse and uh, yeah, they have something called the Section 35 where they can send you. You know, a way to a detox if you're, you know, harmful to yourself or others, which I was, man. I was killing myself. I was dying, you know, and my family saw that. They saw I, I needed help, but I, I wasn't in the right state to make that decision myself. So uh, they made it for me, you know. I had to be physically removed from my surroundings, you know, um, sent to a detox. Holy crap. Can yeah. you – because I, I don't know what that looks like. Sure, so Is sure. it something <laughs> like are you in bed? And they come to your house, like yeah. So it's the same thing as a warrant. They issued a warrant for my arrest. They pulled me out in cuffs. Wow. You know, yeah. I can still, I can still somewhat remember it. I was kind of in a gray out, but my last drink, I was, you know, in my boxers. I remember, and never forget it. In my boxers, in the middle of the street, broad daylight. You know, just wearing boxers, trying to fight my brother for trying to get me help. You know, my brother's my best friend. But trying to get but you trying help. to get me some help, man. And uh, you know, the cops came, arrested me. Which it doesn't stick. It's not like on my record or anything. But um, you know, it's yeah. a warrant just to get me, well, you know, into the courthouse. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, better. Thank God they have things like that because I wouldn't be here if they didn't. You know, um, 
So, yeah, you know, they got me into a detox, which is state run. You know, I spent about two weeks in there. And uh, and that was step one. For me, that was step one. You know, um, in the book, it says, you know, we recommend, um, you know, treatment for, you know, alcoholics who are jittery or be fogged. That was me, man. I needed to get physical, physically removed from my surroundings because I couldn't do it on my own. Believe me, I wanted to. I needed to, but I couldn't. Right. So that was step one for me. You know, I spent two, two weeks in that detox. I cleared out. The fog cleared. I felt better. I put on a couple pounds. I could think a little little more clearly, and I was grateful. And I was ready, I was ready to do it. But, uh, you know, this little thought clicked in my head. And I, you know, I want to keep going back to this, but, you know, it's the truth. This little thought clicked in my head. It's like, well, you know, I can't drink in safety. I can't do drugs um, based off my experience, but <laughs> I can, I'll just smoke pot. I'll just smoke pot. You know, uh, medical marijuana was just coming on the scene. You know, I was 23 years years old. I think it was uh, like 2013. And, uh, you know, those justifications started. You know, I could just smoke pot. I'll get my medical marijuana card. You know, doctor prescribed. You know, I never had an issue with with smoking weed, right? You know, and um, like I said, I just couldn't fathom the idea of not putting anything into my system. You know, and uh, that's what I did, man. I got out of that detox. I got my medical marijuana card, you know, and I, I was smoking pot just like I drank. You know, I was smoking pot alcoholically the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed. This you know? is so interesting, and we're gonna I'm going to talk about this for yeah. a minute. <clears throat> and then we're going to catch right up. For sure. Right up where you're going. Because this topic is huge right now. So I went into the miracle. So the medical marijuana. Now it's legal here mm, in the yeah, state we live yeah. in. And I deliver over there to the one, oh, okay. to one, the, you know, the one that just opened yep, up. Yep, yep. And uh, the line is like a hundred yeah. people deep daily. Yep. And it's okay. Like I, I don't know. Like honestly, gun to my head, I think the cannabis plant is amazing. Mm. You know that plant is. We're as a society, we're stupid about it for sure. But it's, you know, it could be used for so many things, yep, you know. Yep. But I, it comes down to abuse, right? Yeah, abuse of a drug. Yeah. And so I guess if an alcoholic, all right, answer me. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's this. Let's hear it, man. Can an alcoholic use weed without abusing it? Mm, <laughs> I don't everybody's know. Everybody's different. I know. I know. I, that's I know. a bad way to yeah. say it. Because no, we, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, because we can only speak for us. For sure. All I know is me. We can't. I can't. Yeah, for me. All, yeah. all I know is me, man. You know? I know. And I, I, I try, know. And I try, and I'm guilty. You know, I'm not perfect at this, but no, I try no. not to take anybody's inventory. Right. No, same. And I struggle with it. But um, for like me, yeah, for me, it's like, um, I know, I trust me, man, I, I tried. <laughs> I tried for a bit, too. It's like, if I could just smoke a joint yeah. on the weekend. My yeah. buddy Dale says it's best. If I could just go, you know, take a walk with my dog on the beach on the weekends to smoke a joint, you'd have a different speaker tonight. I would I'd probably, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be here. But, oh, um, he's a sober kid? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, because he, he wouldn't be here. Same thing as me, man. Yeah. You know, probably um, same with me. I mean, I, sure. you know, I haven't thought deeply about it. Part of me is like, I, lo- I used to love smoking weed. Of course. But then I got the fed, you know, the job yeah. with my company. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I got yeah, randomly yeah. tested and I couldn't. But I still pushed the envelope, and of course, I did. Of course. But to your point, because I love the way it yeah. took me out of my head. Yep. So he he says, yeah, if if I got to go on a walk with my dog yeah. once a week, smoke, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, fucking for gone. sure. I'd be for sure. Which I, I identify with that. I can identify but for with me, that too. I know I can't, man. And I, I kind of get um, 
I'm a little jealous if you can. You know, I'm just being sure. honest with you because I condone it. I'm for the movement. And like Same. you said, there's a lot of medical benefits. Right. I got a lot of friends who are stoners. I, nothing against it. Just for me, it's like... I can't do it, man. I can't do anything in uh, moderation. I'm the same way you are. It's like you that. Ge- it's like that. To be honest, you know, be honest, yeah, like a jealous feeling. For sure. But I can get past it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit there and sure, and, man. And um, what do they call it? Like uh, when you look at it and you want it, like idolize it. Yeah, or, yeah. Romance. Yeah, romanticize it. Yeah, sure, man. Know, it's like sure. okay. Well, I can't. Yeah, I heard because I know it will take. Yeah, me. I heard there's a pill that um that cures addiction. You know. I wonder what two would do. That's that's the way my mind thinks, man. Right. So you know, I so, I, I, I went on you know I went on the medical marijuana um, you know the maintenance plan yeah. and uh, I was smoking just like I drank. You know, minute I woke up, I'd have to roll a joint because I was a fish out of water. You know, I was just substituting it with the booze. You know, uh, before even brushing my teeth or taking a shower, I'd have to smoke a bone, and that continued all all throughout the day. You know, I couldn't go more than an hour or two without smoke, smoking. Did a you joint, think you, you were know? sober? I knew in my heart I wasn't. Yeah. I was going back to AA. Yeah. You know, telling you, you know, the people in the halls that I was sober, but yeah. I, I knew I didn't qualify. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, I shouldn't say that. You know, if you're, yeah, you know, it's not my business if pe- the person the pe- sitting next to me smoking, smoking right. a joint, you know, but, right. uh, you didn't. You said, in my I heart, I felt guilty for some reason. And, um, you know, I managed the last 10 months. Well, probably because you knew that it was going to lead to something. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I didn't see it as much then as I see it now. Or when I, you know, put the stuff down. Like, I remember, uh, you know, I was 10 months away from a drink, you know, smoking pot on a day- daily basis, you know. And uh, I was asked to chair a meeting in Marblehead. And you baked? Oh, I'm stoned out of my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I smoked a joint on the way there. And, uh, what is that like? Oh, it's intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense, yeah. Like, I already uh, kind of a little bit, you know, suffer with uh, social anxiety. I, I'm not a public speaker, I you know, a little un- makes me a little uncomfortable. Never mind if you're, you know, baked out of your mind. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was asked to chair the meeting, and um, I knew I didn't qualify, but out of fear of others' opinions, you it, went with it. You know, I didn't want them to know I wasn't really sober, so I said, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll chair. And yeah, uh, you yeah. know, man, God works with people because there was this dude yeah. in the corner of the room. I was there at that meeting every night. That was my home group at the time. There was this dude in the corner of the room, and you know, I've never seen him before. And, uh, you know, towards the end of my share, I kind of broke down. I don't know what made me say this. You know, God, maybe, you know, it wasn't me. I kind of broke down. I said something along the lines of, you know, I'm spiritually sick. I need help. I need a sponsor. You, know, you can't make this stuff up, you know. Uh, and, you know, all these, all the stars align, you know. It's like th- this dude could see right through me. Came up to me after the meeting. He shook my hand. He told me there's a way out. There's a solution, you know. And, uh, you know, what are the chances? What if I stayed home that day? What if he stayed home that day? You know, I, I I probably wouldn't be here. I don't give my, you know, you know, the credit goes to God. I don't take, you know, credit for my sobriety, and I sure as heck don't give it to my sponsor, but he definitely, definitely uh, deserves some recognition because, uh, you know, this guy, um, you know, he took me through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, something I've never tried, bouncing in and out of AA for years, you know, and, um, you know, I took the suggestions, AJ. You know, he, uh, I remember... We sat down at a Starbucks. He asked me the question, you know, that I was dreading. He said, is there anything you want to tell me? Anything I should know? And I said, yeah, one thing. And I don't know if it matters, but uh, I'm smoking pot on a daily basis and I can't stop. You know, and he laughed. He told me and he let me off the hook by saying this. He said, you know, just just try to go one day. Just go one day. If he told me to go a month or go a year, you know, I probably, you know, I would have struggled with that. But he said, just go one day. If you change your mind, dude, the weed's not going anywhere. Good advice. And I that I could do. Yeah. You know, and I uh, I told him. It was attainable one yeah, day. Yeah, man. I told, I even told him, I was honest with him. I said, you know, I can't promise you anything because it was like I was holding on to a cliff, you know, and I had one finger left on this cliff. 
you know, and this guy, you know, just told me, let go, let go, you can fly, you know, and it was nerve wracking and, and I didn't want to give it up. But, uh, you know, I took the suggestions. I got honest for the first time. Mm. I got honest. I took the suggestions, you know, I put down the pot, you know, mm. I made it a day and then I made it a week and then a month. You know, I got the coffee job. I started getting active. I got phone numbers, joined a group, and, you know, started working the 12 steps. And uh, for me, that that was uh, very important as well. The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous for me, you know, uh, I needed a spiritual solution for my spiritual problem. I needed relief, and I needed it fast. Mm. You know, and uh, a crazy thing happened, man. You know, I started to get better. Yeah. Things started to get better. My life started to get better. Perfect? No. But it started to get, you know, get a lot better, and uh, I got relief, and that obsession to drink left me, you know. Uh, maybe not overnight, but uh, it didn't take that long either. Yeah. You know, and um, the rest is history, man. When you talk about letting go and um, and – that seems like a really critical spot. One yeah. would say that is a spiritual awakening because we talk about um, some of my buddies who I, I meet with on Sunday mornings and we, Saturday mornings. We talk about um, about faith, mm. and one of my friends likes to say the ultimate faith is laying your whole weight on something other than yourself. Yep. And it's tough to do that. Sure, man. You know, it's tough to do that. And... Um, but you, you know, you somehow, and I think we both know how, yeah. and it's not human related. No. You were able to do it. Yep, absolutely. You know, a big part of it too was like, this guy had something I wanted. There was yeah. something about him, and he just had something I wanted. I put my trust in him, and uh, you know, it didn't, didn't, you know, whatever it was, that feeling, that instinct, call with God, it did not steer me wrong. Yeah. You know? and, uh, that's a good point about you, he he had what you wanted and, yeah. and about sponsorship. Yeah, man. And um, you know, having a sponsor or if you're in a different program, you know, wh- whatever you're doing to stay sober, yeah. um, or if you have a mentor or a sure. friend or whatever you call it, but somebody who can help you along the way, you well, you need that. I mean, mm-hmm. and and from what I've seen. You know, you need help. We can't do this alone. Yep. And if one person, you know, whether you call it a sponsor or whatever you call it, if that person's not working for you, ask somebody else. Yeah. You know, find somebody who you click with because we're so different. Yeah. You know, you may get advice from one guy who is very sound advice, but yep. you hear it a different way. Sure. You know, Absolutely. so maybe you could talk a little bit about about sponsorship and and, uh, and what your thought is on that. Yeah, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if what I tell newcomers especially is like, you know, go to lots of meetings, keep your ears open, look for somebody who has the type of sobriety you want. You know what I mean? The type of sobriety you want. Are they, you know, um, and I guess I just got really lucky, man. I, re- I really did. You know, God put this dude in my life and it just, it just worked out. Yeah. It just worked out. Uh, had it not, you know, fire him. There's nothing wrong with, with firing a sponsor. Yeah, or move on. Move on. Grab yeah, another it's one. nothing personal. Yeah, you know it's it's your it's your life. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, if uh, have ten, have twenty. It's like having a relationship. You know, if I yeah. if I'm dating somebody and it's not working out, bye bye. Nothing personal. I love you, but you know, yeah. got to keep it moving. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's important too. Do they have the type of sobriety you want? Yeah. You know, um, me personally, I'm not going to ask somebody who. And I'm not taking anybody's inventory again, but you know, I'm not going to ask somebody to sponsor me who is living a dirty life, who is pissed off all the time, who is miserable, who, you know what I mean? Yep. That's just me. If that's what you want, go for it. Right. You know? Also, I think this is important as well. Again, this is just me. Somebody who knows what they're talking about. You know, somebody who has some experience. Um, you know, two sickies don't make a welly like they say. 
Nobody's perfect in here. Nobody's cured, but. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Like, when you think about it, a newcomer is so vulnerable. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, a new a newcomers can get into trouble. I'm sure, like you said, you were, you were lucky. Yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. I never had, I, you know, my sponsor, Gary, didn't has never steered me the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, you can tell. You know, you can you can tell. Can I ask you a question? Good one too. It yeah, just popped into my head. Yeah. What do you think your sobriety would look like? And again, I'm not taking anybody's inventory, but um, you know, just it's an honest question. What yeah. do you think your sobriety would look like without the spiritual part, without your higher power, without? I'd be a wreck. Know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't yeah, be so. Yeah. It's a good I, answer. I well, I wouldn't be. I know it because I. I um, man, I. <sighs> Because I, I would be doing it alone. Sure. You know, I can't. I would ultimately end up hiding, you know, being afraid and um, trying to do it all on my own. And I failed. I've been failing at that for 43 yeah. years. You know, it's all of a sudden it's not going to go yeah. well. Mm. I'd be in big, big trouble. Yeah. Uh, or, or no, if I didn't have uh, spiritual mm. sobriety or the twelve yep. steps, yep. I've said I've said it on this before too. I've, I'm sure there's people who um, don't have a twelve step program of in course. their life and are sober, but I just haven't met one yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't met a person who has been content, right. had some peace, right. and been sober and said I'm doing well. Sure. I, could, I haven't seen that person. Sure. So when I meet that person. And they let me know what they're doing. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll take. Maybe sure. I'll try it. Sure. Because I want peace. I yeah. want sobriety. I of want course. contentment. Of course. But the uh, you know this is this is where I'm finding mm. it these days, and and being around people who believe that, like yeah. you, for sure. You know, for when sure. I'm around people, like I have no. F- <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those yeah. um, mysteries, yep. and it's okay. Sure. Like I don't know how this. I don't understand how that works, yeah. but it, 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 it does work. Just being around yeah. people who are like me. Yeah. I mean, I can't stress this enough. Like, I try to be very careful, you know, at meetings, what I say. Because I don't want to offend anybody, you know. But at the same time, you know, I, I heard this guy say once. I love this, man. It always stuck with me. He said, you know, I care what people think. I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't. But I don't care so much where it's going to change my message. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, I respect everybody's recovery. I really do. But, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest with myself. I bounced in and out of AA for years, two and a half, almost three years. Um, and I'm, again, this works for a lot of people. A lot of people just go to, go to meetings, go to lots of meetings. They don't need God. They don't need the steps, you know, uh, and they're okay. That's not my story. That's not my experience, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that works for them. I really am. And that, if that works for, you know, you or anybody listening, that's awesome, you know, yep. uh, but this is just my experience, you know, um, there's more. You know, there's more. Uh, anybody in Alcoholics Anonymous who have the type of sobriety I want, they have two things in common. You know, they have a higher power and they work the 12 steps. And that's what got that's what got me okay with myself. That's what got me and keeps me okay with myself, okay inside. You know, somewhat, because I've tried the other way too. I've tried just going to lots of meetings and uh, it didn't work out for me. You know, I'm not, you know, ripping anybody else's recovery apart. But my first couple of years in AA, you know, I heard a lot of uh, opinions you know, a lot of opinions that uh, that didn't help me. You know, just go to, go to lots of meetings, you'll be okay. You know, I went to 90 and 90. I went to 200 meetings in 90 days. I didn't stay sober. 
And I wanted it. I needed it. But, I, you know, am I blaming Alcoholics Anonymous? Little, you know, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I was fed the wrong information, I guess. But I got to own a piece of that, too. Maybe I wasn't ready, AJ, too. You know, but um, I'm not going to make the same mistake that may or may not have harmed me in the past, you know. Um, lay all the tools out to the newcomer. They can pick whatever the heck they want. What yep. works for you, awesome. If it doesn't, discard it. But use some. Yeah. Try them all out. Nothing in, a, nothing in Alcoholics Anonymous is here to hurt us. No, it's not going to hurt It's all you. to help, you know. Yeah, you talk about people who try and do it another way. And yeah, it's about if you can get honest with yourself, honest with, you know, <laughs> honest with a power that is greater than yourself. I mean, in my opinion, because that will help you. Sure. If you can understand in, in a way that that helped me, like I had a big problem with with the spiritual part just because I want I didn't. I was like, ah, I want to be spiritual. I've said this before. Sure, I just sure. I couldn't let it come into my life naturally. Yeah. And then I heard things like um, flying a, uh, a jet engine mm. airplane. You don't know anything about jet engines, but yet you'll get on a plane and fly across the country. Yeah, Like that's something that's like faith. You sure. have faith that something's going to work yep. and it's going to take you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to know the answers to it. Sure, you man. don't have to know the equations to aeronautical of science. Course course um so little things like that where i didn't have to overthink like my buddy gary says i was walking around with one shoe off i was trying to friggin i was trying to make sense of this whole thing for sure (laughs) and i I wasn't able to let it wash over me yeah that's not easy no rome wasn't built in a day and you know i'm there's no gurus in aa i'm the farthest one from it but uh you know it's it's progress not perfection it's beautiful you know but here's the thing too it's like i love you know i say this all the time it's like man recovery it's like climbing a muddy mountain yeah if i stop climbing i'm not gonna stay where i'm at i'm gonna slide backwards and i'm guilty of it you know i'm guilty of it i i slack and uh, i pay i pay the price i pay the price you know if uh you know i'm just gonna read this real quick if you don't mind it's on page 52 it's called the bedevilments and uh this isn't just when we're drinking this isn't sobriety too if i'm not doing the things that work for me you know uh it says, we were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were a prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. Uh, we had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. Mm, we were unhappy. <laughs> we couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. You know. Check if, them all. Yeah, yeah, serious. If I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and what are those things? You know, going to meet and staying active, staying connected. Uh, you know, sponsoring guys, working the 12 steps, prayer, meditation, keeping in contact with my, my sponsor and guys like you in the program. If I stop doing the things that are working for me, if I take my will back and think, I'm okay, I don't need a meeting this week, you know, uh, just try to do it my way. Think I got this thing all figured out. You know, uh, I'm going to slowly get restless, irritable, discontent. I'm going to become a fish out of water. You know, uh, it's going to be walking on eggshells around Steve. You know, uh, I'm going to get miserable. I'm going to get miserable fast. You know, and that's how I know this this stuff works. I kind of forgot the whole point I was I was getting at there, but I need this I need this stuff, man. I need all of it. I need all parts of this triangle. You know, I agree. I'm with you. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we that's all we could do mm-hmm. is give our opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I get a lot of pot shots in AA. I get a lot of people uh, taking digs at me, especially when I chair and speak. Because I can get them here. This is an AA. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But I can see where I come off as like. 
you know, cocky. Yeah, I've heard it all, man. Today's peacock, tomorrow's feather duster. And I just want to say, I am no, I'm just another bozo on the bus, man. Yeah. I just get excited about this stuff because I know it works. Yeah, I know it works. And if I can help one person out out there listening, awesome. Yeah. If not, that's fine too. Because you know what, I'm gonna go to bed sober tonight. What I I, I like to ask this yeah. question just so um, you know, maybe a newcomer could get an idea of what uh, what a, what a day, mm. what a typical day may look like in a guy who's. Uh, living a sober life what a day might look like sure man so you know again i don't do this thing perfect some nope. days are better than others some yeah. days i slack and like i said i pay the price you and know, i asked him this and he goes yeah. there is no typical yeah, that's day that's true that's true <laughs> yeah let me just say this right you know but you know what i'm saying absolutely what, what yeah is a regular, up front is- you know i get what i i get out of this what i put into it you know, so uh, the more I do that's a great, around Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. that's what I get out, man. Days are easier. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, a typical day, you know, like I said, some days are better than others. I wake up, I pray, I ask God for help because I need a lot of it. You know, I ask him to keep me away from a drink, you know, keep that obsession away. You know, I try to get to a meeting, you know, um, I do what I got to do, man. I got to work. Uh, you know, I got a regular life, man. Uh, safe and protected from alcohol as well. I got to mention that, you know. Uh, what, what do I do with my day? I do anything I want. Yeah. As long as I'm doing the drill, I do anything I want. You know, I just went to a concert the other night. You know, um, you know, get to meetings. I, uh, you know, I think at night. I meditate. Uh, I wake up and I do it again. Yeah. You know, but uh, I'm just trying to make a point that uh, there's nothing we can't do. Right. As long as, as, long as I stay... I got to keep it on me as long as I stay in the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous. So, uh, you know, what do I do in my sobriety? Uh, you know, I got a sponsor. I work the 12 steps. I sponsor guys. I show them how to work the 12 steps. Uh, you know, I, I got a home group. I do two commitments a month. I do a jail and then a detox. Uh, I got, you know, sober friends that, that I talk to on a daily basis. Um, I pray. I meditate. And, uh, you know, I try to be of service. That's it seems to be working for me. You know, yeah. if I stop doing these things, if I stop praying, AJ... You know, if I go three, four, five days without praying, you know, or I, I don't go to a meeting that week, you know, I start to, I'm off. I'm off. So I know this thing, I got to keep doing the drill, man. Yeah. You know, I can't do it without. Was it tough for you to, the praying thing? Because it's, um, it's, it's, you know, you hear it's difficult for a, for a lot of people. Was it tough for you from the start? Do you come from a background of, like, what's your background yeah. with God? Yeah. So for me, I'm really grateful. Uh, my parents, you know, especially my mom, distilled in me and my older brother, like, uh, from a young age, she just make us pray before bed. You know, I come from a Catholic background, and, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with religion, it's spirituality, whatever your higher power is, awesome, great. You know, it uh, doesn't have to be the same as mine. Uh, so it was, in, you know, I was taught from a young age, and, uh, you know, churchgoers and stuff, and it's changed a bit over the years. I mean, my, you know, do I still pray to the same God? Does my does my higher power have, a, you know, a long beard and a white robe? Man, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I couldn't answer that for you. Um, for all I know, he has tattoos and, and drives a Harley, you know. But all I know is when I do the drill, when I pray, when I give it up to whatever it is, man, that's the beautiful thing. I don't got to know. It works. Same. You know, but to anybody who struggles with it, um, give it. A, you got nothing to lose. Give it a shot. If you're struggling, give it a shot, man. It doesn't have to be religious. You know, that's the best part of it. It's not a one shoe size fits all. It's so open and roomy. What a gift, you know. I love it. It's not religious. No. It's it's for me. It's not. Mm. It's and I learned this. It's about a relationship, not yes, about a religion. Yes. And when I can have a relationship of a God of my understanding. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. 
But so how do you get there? What if you have nothing and 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 um you really want to start praying? Well, I suggest pray to the God that you think isn't there to show you how to seek him out. Yep. Like try that. Yep. Uh God um because it's weird at the beginning, right? Of course, man. Of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like it's, you know, you're talking to yourself or whatever, however you yeah. do it. But, uh, you know, once, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's a little weird at the beginning if, you, if you've never really thought about doing it. But, you know, ask for some guidance, sure, you know, maybe like think about like, I don't know, the universe and how big it is and vast it is. And yeah. geez, like, you know, you know what helps me? The odds of us. It takes more faith to not yeah. believe that there's something yeah. more powerful than us yeah. than to believe that there is. Sure, man. Yeah. So I'm going to choose to believe that there is something more powerful sure. than myself. For and sure. I'm going to say whoever you are, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever it is, sh- like help me connect with you. Yeah. I mean, how, how screwed would, would we be if it was just one God, you know? Bill Wilson's story, I believe it's in, is, you know, creative intelligence, spirit of the universe. You know, it doesn't have to be a czar of the heavens. It could be whatever you want, man. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of guys who, uh, you know, their higher power is the universe, nature. I mean, whatever works for you. And I don't have to question yours. You know that's, what I mean? That's it's, right. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All I can tell you is when I do it, you know, when I stop trying to run the show, you know, uh, and I'm constantly taking my will back. You know, it's like I'm I'm on a bus with, with God, you know, God driving. You know, and, uh, you know, I think I'm giving him, giving, you know, my problems up to God, but I'm right behind him. You know, I'm on the seat right behind him driving, and I'm, I got my map quest directions telling him, you know, God, I know you got this, but bang a left. <laughs> I know where I'm going, you know, and it doesn't work that way, man. Anybody who's struggling with uh, with the spiritual part, my suggestion is, I don't know, maybe try try praying every day for a week. You know, find a prayer, you know, a little prayer on Google or something. Pray every every day for a week. Just put your heart into it. Try it. You know, it's not going to hurt you. That's the best part. That's a great suggestion. I'm going to add a suggestion to that because yeah. I just thought of this, the one that got really saved my ass in the beginning. I, well, I connected to it. It's, uh, mm. I think it's just the morning sure. prayer on the on the 12-step app, and it's like, yes. guide my thoughts today so I could be divorced from self-will, yeah. self-seeking, yeah. self-centeredness, yeah. self-pity. Um. You know, guide my thoughts and my intuitions, free me from doubt and indecision. Show me how to relax and provide me the tools I need so I can solve my problems. You know, help me because I I just don't have this Mm. on my own. Yeah. It's spiritual. You know, this way where where um where I was trying to think of I was looking for a saying there, but it goes something like we're spiritual beings in a human body. Not human. Oh, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm, okay. Not human beings having a spiritual experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, yeah, I, I could go all, all, yeah. all day about that, but. I like that. And it's yeah. a muscle, man. It, like I said, um, man, follow me around for a day. I am not perfect. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm far from perfect. Ask my girlfriend. That's a better idea. Ask my girlfriend. She'll tell you I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I don't do this thing perfect. And, uh, you know, oftentimes God nods his head at me, some, you know what I mean, once in a while, but it's progress, not perfection, man. Yeah. You know, God seeks those who, you know, he doesn't make hard terms with those who seek him. Yeah. You know, whatever your God is. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. When I stop doing the drill, I suffer. 
I feel it. I feel it. You know, depression and anxiety and uh, self-will and people start to piss me off easier. My, sh- my fuse gets shorter. My life starts to not go my way, you know. And even when it's not going my way, that's part of the plan too. That's, that's the hard part. It's easy to believe when life's going my way, you know. Uh, what about right. when it's not? Yeah. And that's, that's when faith comes into play. Have you ever heard the uh, tightrope analogy? And the and the wheelbarrow. Tell me that. Yeah, Tell yeah, that. That, I love it, man. I did not make this up. We're gonna end with this. That. We're gonna end with this. Yeah, wait, 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 hold on. You're not gonna believe this. All right, we'll get an hour under our belts. No way, really. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap. All it right, up. let's let's hear this. Yeah. Let's so, uh, uh, you know, seventy-five percent of the things I say, I heard somewhere else. I did not make this up. So, uh, Everybody you know, always yeah, says that. really. So I heard this analogy, and it's amazing. It's uh, it's about. You know, faith in God versus trust in God. You know, and uh, you know, so you're at, you're at a circus show and uh, there's a tightrope walker, right? And um, you know, you're down in the crowd, you're watching, and uh, you know, this tightrope walker, he goes up to the rope, he's got a wheelbarrow, and uh, you know, you have a hundred percent faith. This guy will get over that that tightrope, no problem. He's done it a thousand times. He's professional. He knows what he's doing. I know he will. I'll bet money he will. You know yeah. what I mean? Trust. You know, what's the difference? Faith and trust. Trust is getting the wheelbarrow. You want yeah. to talk about being glued to your seat? Get in the wheelbarrow, man. That's it's it. tough. It's, like it's it. hard. It's easier said than done. But uh, it it's practice, it. yeah. Nobody does it perfect. Nope. No. Well, this has been awesome. Yes. I really appreciate you coming over on a Sunday on your day off. Of course, man. Thanks you know, for having me. We got, we got, uh, our, weekends, our weekends are so important to us, right? Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, you know, I do. I do really appreciate you. I value our friendship. Right on, man. I love you, man. Love you too, bro. And uh, we'll love you to come on again. Anytime. We'll come chat. Sounds good, man. Let me know. All right, buddy. All right, dude. All right. Well, this is it. Another episode. We made it. If you're listening still, you're a good friend. All right. That's it for now. Bye. (laughs) 